back to the God's house, Christian church once again. So it's always a blessing to get invited back. Let you know you did something, you know, you, you, you were doing what God called you to do. Uh, I'm not going to prolong um, service this morning. Um, but there is a word from God <clears throat> coming from Jeremiah, the 18th chapter, verses 1 through 6. And reading out of the King James Version. And um, the word reads, the word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord, saying, Arise and go down to the potter's house, and there I will cause thee to hear my words. Then I went down to the potter's house, and behold, he wrought a work on the wheels. And the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter. So he made it again another vessel, as seemed good to the potter to make it. Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, O house of Israel, Cannot I do with you as this potter, saith the Lord. And this is the key verse. Behold, as the clay is in the potter's hand, so are ye in mine hand, O house of Israel. This is the word of God for the people of God. Let us go to God in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning. We thank you, O Lord, just for allowing us to see this day. Thanking you, O Lord, Heavenly Father, for waking us up this morning, clothing us in our right mind. And Heavenly Father, it's preaching time. And Lord, I desire that anointing that makes preaching easy and makes the gospel receptive. So Heavenly Father, it's my prayer that you take me out of self. Use me, Lord, like you never used me before. And Lord, if I get in the way, hide me behind the cross and allow the real preacher to come forth. For no one came to hear from Edward Surratt, but they came to hear from Ohio. So Lord, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart, let it be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, thy Redeemer. Let the church say, Amen. You may be seated. Before I, I get started, uh, Elder Pender has said earlier that I was trying to get started before anybody even came in, and <laughs> y'all know me, I, I, I'm, I take my orders from the Lord, y'all know I take my orders from on high, and you know, the messages I'm still in his hand. Before I get started this morning, though, um, God was dealing with me as I was sitting and uh, meditating on his word and meditating on hearing his voice and everything that he wanted me to say and do and speak. And and I, I get amazed at God. I, I get amazed at what he leads me to do. I get amazed at uh, what he wants me to do. I get amazed that when he drops things in my spirit. So he drops he dropped a few things in my spirit before I even got started, uh, before I'm getting started in my message. But he, he told me to tell uh, he told me to share this. Um, Got to preach. Jeremiah 18, 1 through 6. Uh, my topic is I'm still in his hands. And I, I struggled with this in a slight way because I had studied something all week long and God kept showing me this. I'm like, well, God, I preached it before. And some people say, that's your favorite sermon. But God said, it's for this house. Now, we know many sermons have been written uh, on this topic, but oftentimes we'll read what the word says, but we won't get underneath of what the words really mean. We don't get underneath what the we don't get underneath the word of God. We'll read what's on the surface and we'll stay right there on the surface without going deeper underneath the word of God. And when you start digging deep in the word of God, that's when God starts revealing things to you. And when God begins to reveal things to you, that's when it gets uncomfortable. 
Because when he begins to reveal things, we have a tendency to step back and say, wait a minute. I didn't expect that. I didn't want that. But but now, God, you're showing me some things that, that's making me uncomfortable. And now that I'm uncomfortable, I think I'm just going to close this book. How many of us have been there where we're reading and we're asking for that deeper understanding? And yet God gives it to us and it frightens us and we close the book. Mm-mm-mm. Now, now I was reading the word. And the first thing I noticed about this scripture is God sent Jeremiah down to the potter's house. Now, now, anytime you do a work for the Lord, you need to be sent. Because when you go on your own, we have a tendency to mess up things, right? We have a tendency just to want to get our hands in stuff that we don't have a clue of what we're doing. But God sent Jeremiah down to the potter's house. And, and, and by being sent, this lets me know that God cares. And since God cares, that means he's putting him in the right frame of mind. Now, I want you to understand that God cares for each and every one of us. God cares enough for us that when he says, I'm going to send you, I'm not. he's not only going to send you, he's going to equip you. And by equipping you, he's putting you in the right frame of mind. How many of us have been places where it seems uncomfortable, but we've been in the right frame of mind? Where it would have scared many people, but we've been in the right frame of mind. I can tell you, we spent 10 days in Uganda and and things around us was like, wait a minute, what's going on? But I was glad that God sent us because we were in the right frame of mind. Things happen over there that's never happened before. But God sent us. And even though it shook us, we were still in the right frame of mind. Because we understood that we were on a mission, not for ourselves. We weren't on vacation. We weren't enjoying the the, the nature scenes and everything. We were on a mission from God, and we knew God has sent us to Uganda. And when God sent us, it let us know that God cares and God loves us. Now understand, Jeremiah was at the potter's house. and But if you notice what, what, what God did, God didn't tell him to go in and help the potter. Y'all need to watch this one now. God says, watch the potter. Many of us, when God sends us somewhere, we we get all excited. Well, God, I know you sent me here, so you must want me to work. You must want me to do. They said, no, no, no. I want you to observe. He said, Jeremiah, go down and watch the potter working on the wood. Don't mess with anything. Just just watch the potter. He didn't tell him to go in. He said, go in and watch the potter. You see, many of us, we would go in and mess up everything, doing and trying to help the potter, trying to tell the potter what to do. Sometimes we'll go to somebody else's church on assignment and we want to tell the pastor how to run his church. And God didn't tell you to go down there and tell anybody. He said, go and watch. Am I good? Am I, am I, am I doing all right? <laughs> now, the Bible, you know, oftentimes we'll say we'll go in and mess up everything. But you got to understand, the Bible tells us to stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, but but we're too busy going in other directions and we want to do what everybody else wants to do and we want to be not like Jeremiah, even though we're sent. We want to go and help. And God hasn't instructed us to go and help anybody. Sometimes God wants you just to observe. How many of you have, how many of you have observed lately? How many of you have just been in Walmart and observed Lately, how many of you have have been in Bilo and just observed lately? So we don't have enough observing. We have people just want to help, 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 help. But sometimes God said, I didn't send you there to help. I sent you there to observe. 
So by observing, God says, now you're in the right frame of mind where I can use you elsewhere. But see, we're not learning when we're not learning when God sends us somewhere. We're too busy messing up things. Now, I ain't going to talk about nobody. Y'all know me. I'm just going to talk about what I'm talking about. Now, I want you to understand. Jeremiah went down there and God sent him down there. We, do, we have established that. And he was watching the potter work with the clay. Now, I don't know how many of you ever worked with clay before, but let me give you a little history. Clay ain't nothing but some mud. Clay ain't nothing but some dirt and some mess. And, and, and Jeremiah was watching the potter working on the wheel. And the potter was working with this mess. Now, now, now And God said, Jeremiah, look at what the potter was doing. And, and, and the potter was getting dirty with this clay. Mm -mm. Now, he was working with the dirt. In order for us to do what God wants us to do, sometimes we have to get dirty. Huh? Not messy, because there's a whole lot of mess going on in the church. But, but God said, sometimes you need to get your hands dirty. Huh? Well, God, what do you mean get my hands dirty? Sometimes you need to roll up your sleeves. Huh? You need to rake the yard. Sometimes you may have to cut the grass. Sometimes you may have to pick up trash. But see, we got so many high and mighty people in our churches that we'll step back and say, well, that's not my job. Oh, oh mm -mm. the potter was working with the dirt <laughs> and oftentimes that dirt comes up in our churches. But we get so good and we, we don't want that dirt in our churches. You know, yeah, we, we don't want that kind in our churches, you see. Uh, but I want you to understand that as Jeremiah, as the potter was working with the dirt, he noticed that Jeremiah noticed something that the potter had authority, just like God has given you authority in his church. Uh, you have the authority to tell folks to come to church. Uh, you have the authority to tell people, I don't care what you did last night. Come on to church. Uh, you got people that tell you that I don't have nothing to work. That's OK. Come on to church. Uh, you got people that will tell you. I would come to church, uh, but you know, I didn't drink up half of uh, Simpsonville. Uh, that's okay. Come to church anyhow. You have the authority to tell people, to encourage people to come on to church. But we don't want to use that authority, do we? Because we don't want that kind in our churches. Now, I'm not going to talk about nobody. I'm just talking about what I'm talking about. But see, you get them in the church and allow God to clean them up. You remember where you were at once? Y'all ain't been in church all your lives. Y'all keep looking straight ahead and nobody I'm talking about you. But see, many people will talk about the goodness of God, but they, 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 won't, they don't want to tell everybody about the goodness of God. They want to tell a certain group. They want to tell just church folks about the goodness of God. You see, sometimes you need to go outside of the church and tell somebody the goodness of God. But see, you people may be afraid. Well, if I start talking about what I did, they're going to look at me differently. No, you need to let somebody know. What you did. Let somebody know where God brought you from. Let somebody know how God reached way down and picked you up. And even after he picked you up, you fell once again. How many of y'all, how, how many, how many Christians in here that, 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 can, that can honestly say that you fell before you got saved and you fallen after you got saved? But isn't it good to know that even in the midst of your falling, you were still in his hands? Mm-mm-mm. That's something to shout about right there. Now, I want you to understand. The potter was working at the wheel. And God showed Jeremiah that no matter what the dirt was, he can use it. Y'all get that? No matter what kind of dirt the potter was using, 
God was showing Jeremiah, I can use that dirt. See, sometimes when you work with pottery, it takes work. But see, Jared, the potter was working on the wheel. Understand, now the potter, he had one foot on the wheel because you got to have the wheel spinning or the clay would get hard. So he was spinning the wheel and the wheel was spinning. And he was working with the dirt with his hands. And you got to understand, it takes concentration because he was pulling up. Not like many of us. We'll push down. <laughs> but see, when you work with pot pottery, you take the least and you make the most of it. Mm, mm, mm. You take dirt, mud, clay, and all, and you make the most of it. You so even though the potter had a mess, he knew what to do with it. Do with it. Not like us. See, I told you, many of us when we get messes, we'll push it away, won't we? We'll, we'll sweep it under the rug. We'll sweep it out here, but not what the potter did. The, the potter was pulling it up. Uh, the Bible says that he was pulling it up. We pushed down. The potter was pulling it up. He took that mess that nobody else wanted and he turned it into a vessel. Now, what I like about this is what looks like a mess. To most people, God says it's the best for me. Mm, mm, mm. You see, we need to stop pushing folk down and stop pushing folk away because God says I can use those people. I, I, you don't understand. The potter was working with the clay and the Bible said that it marred in his hands. This lets me know that every time you make a vessel, it may not turn out to be the right kind of vessel. Some vessels have cracks in them and I'm convinced we have a whole lot of cracked vessels in our church. Well, Pastor Surrey, how do you know you have cracked vessels in your church? I'm so glad you asked. You see, a cracked vessel will start leaking after the word of God is preached. Mm, mm, mm. I said a cracked vessel. You, you, you fill a cracked vessel up with water, it's going to leak, am I right? Now, we have cracked vessels in the church because after the word of God is preached, they will go, well, they only have to go out. Sometimes they'll stay in the church, at the church, talking about what was said and what wasn't said. Talking about who had on what and what they looked like and who had said this one and who didn't pay, who paid what. They'll sit in the church after the preached word of God and they'll start talking. That's nothing but a cracked vessel. That's nothing but a vessel that's leaking. But a cracked vessel will show you where it's leaking after you start to fill it up. Now, now many Christians will get filled up on the word, but you start to leak because you'll turn your back on God. In other words, you look like a Christian. You walk like a Christian. You talk like a Christian. But the Bible says you have the power. Good God Almighty. The Bible says you have the form of godliness, but you deny the power thereof how many Christians you know have the form I mean they got it down pat they know when to shout when to jump on the two when to jump on the four how to clap how to sing they can do all this stuff uh, but that don't amount to a hill of bees I want to know how straight do you walk when your feet hit the ground you can shout all over the church but how straight do you walk when your feet hit the ground you know the potter had this clay and it marred in his hand. But look at what the potter did. <laughs> you see, he didn't get mad, Apostle Adams. <laughs> he didn't get mad and, and, and call a meeting. He didn't get mad and say, well, it's never going to work uh, because it's always been. You know how church folks kind of just keep it real. You know how church folks do. It'll never work out because it's never worked out. That's not the way we do things here because the way it used to be. The way we used to do things, the way things used to be. Ah, but I like what the potter did. Uh, the potter, good God Almighty, the potter had this clay and it fell into a mess. But the Bible says he made it again. Oh, my God. Mm, mm, mm. Look 
here what look if you if you just take a little rundown and look who God made again. You know, Abraham lied, but he still used Abraham. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, Peter denied him, but he still used Peter. Uh, Y'all know David. David. David had some issues, but he still used David. See, you gotta understand all these people, they were made again, even after they messed up, even after they were called out for God, from, for God. But the Bible really saying is he caught the mess. You see, when the mess fell, he caught it. In other words, he caught the mess and he began to reshape it again. Look over your lives and see the time that God has caught you. When you fell or in the process of falling, I, when people start saying, I know what you did last year. I know what you did yesterday. I know what you used to smoke. I, I know what you used to drink. I, I know whose house you was over. And you can say, yeah, I know it too. But aren't you glad you don't used to do, you don't do what you used to do. Aren't you glad that when you was out there, even though you were in the wrong places, even though you were smoking the wrong things, even though you was drinking the wrong things, aren't you glad that God caught you? I'm so glad God caught me. You see, you got to understand the best drunks are in the church. <laughs> the best liars are in the church. The best whoremongers are in the church. All they did, they've just been put on the wheel and God has reshaped them. They've been redeemed. They've taken that bloodbath. When folks mess up, we can't put them out of the church. We have to catch them. I'm so glad that God looked beyond my faults and he saw my knees. I don't know about you, but I was on my way to hell. But he reached way down and he picked me up. I'm not perfect like some of y'all. I fell before I got saved. And I'm falling after I got saved. But I'm so glad that God picked me up. He caught me right when I was getting ready to throw the towel in. Good God Almighty. I'm trying to behave myself. But I understand why God sent me, gave me this message. And the Bible tells us that all have fallen and come short of his glory. So I got to tell you, please be patient with me because God is not through with me yet. But when he gets through, I shall come forth. I don't know about you, but I shall come forth as pure gold. <coughs> now, I want, uh, you see, you got to understand something. The Bible says that Jeremiah was looking in on the potter. And God was trying to tell him something. God was trying to show him something. He told Jeremiah that you have to go and make me some vessels. He said, tell Israel, I, I, I know they turned their backs on me. He said, but I forgive them. <laughs> Aren't you glad God forgives you? See, he's not like some of us. I remember when. I, I remember when. I, so do I. I was there. Good gracious. Aren't you glad the Bible says he'll take your sins? He'll throw them into the sea of forgiveness. Now, as I prepare to close, I, I tell you, it's not just it's a short message, but it's a powerful message. I, 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 when each time I read this, it always blows my mind. The fact that the whole time the potter was working with the clay. You got to understand that when he started, the clay was in his hands. As he was molding and shaping it, it was still in his hands. The Bible said the clay, it didn't marred. It failed. It didn't look right. But even when it marred, when it failed, it was still 
in his hands. And when he put it back on the wheel, he was it was still in his hand. God told Jeremiah, tell Israel, just like I did with the clay, I can do with you. Just stay in my hands. You see, no matter what we go through, church, we got to be able to stay in God's hands. You got to be able to tell somebody how you made it over. You got to be able to tell somebody how you trusted God in the midst of your breakdown. You got to be able to tell somebody when you was about to give up. You got to be able to tell somebody what happened. The last time I saw you, you looked like you didn't know what you were doing. You didn't know who you were. You didn't know where you were. You need to tell somebody the last time you saw me, even though I was down and out, I was still in his hands. The last time you saw me, I may have had a blunt in one hand and a 40 in another hand and somebody else's spouse beside me, but I was still in his hands. And because I was in his hands, he took the blunt, he took the alcohol, he sent them back to their spouse, and now he's blessed me to not want that stuff anymore. Why not? Because I was always in his hands. No matter what comes your way, no matter what they say about you, always remember, no matter what, you're still in his hands. When the times get rough, you don't know what to do. Sometimes you need to tap yourself and say, self, I know what it looks like, but I'm still in his hands. You can call pastor to pray for me, but can't nobody do me like Jesus. Can't nobody do me like the Lord. Why not? Because I'm still, I'm still, I'm still in his hands. I'm still in his hands. No matter what comes your way, no matter how bad things may appear, always know that you're still in his hands. You know, God has blessed each and every one of us. And I know things get tough. I know things get hard. I know we get frustrated and we want to give up. But I hear God saying, just remember, you're still in my hands. I hear God saying, just remember, you're still in my hands. And I was trying to figure out, thank you, Holy Spirit, why this was such a powerful message, not a powerful message, but why this was such a timely message. I mean, my wife and I, we've been through like four funerals this month alone. Your cousin died of cancer. Father-in-law died, you know, Alzheimer's. Another friend's uh, mom passed. Another friend's dad passed. I'm like, God, what's going on? And even in the midst of all of that, God reminded us, you're still in my hands. You're still in my hands. He said, I give life and I can take life. You're still in my hands. Mm. 